Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. Practice, you know, we, I talked about that athletic period. Yeah. So during that 45 minutes, we would shoot it at least 10 to 15 minutes skill development 10 or 15 minutes we do 10 minutes maybe a team where we're trying to clean something up and when we got to our after school workout and we uh we we went for about an hour and a half and so for for an hour we would do teams st- all kinds of team stuff full court half court and we do about 30 minutes of shooting a lot of free throw shooting during that mm-hmm. after school workout when we got to uh the uh playoffs and maybe sooner than that, we went to an hour after school maximum. And then there were some, there was even a few days where we went athletic period only. And that was it. Were so, you uh, were you always having them go against each other uh in practice? Or was there a part of the season where you you know wasn't uh bone on bone? <laughs> we did a lot of bone on bone. But because uh, what what I did most of the time was I'd have enough kids on our varsity they would work they'd go bone on bone against each other and before school the JV would practice against the freshman team. Let me tell you though this past year uh, Tate had the JV team stay with us and that was a breath of fresh air. Hmm. We weren't beating each other up all the time and then. We didn't have to play those quiz kids quite as much as we say we had two teams of varsity players, then a third team might be the JV teams. So we might have kept five or six JV players. And uh that was a breath of fresh air. That was refreshing yeah. to go against that little so so again, don't be uh, I always thought the other way was better where I just had straight varsity because it's the best players against the best players. After uh, 125 workouts, I mean it, that you're asking a lot. So, uh, so culture anyway. wise too, culture wise too, that can be really good to have them together to for those younger oh, yeah. players to see how the older ones talk and train, oh, and, yeah. and they can really catch a lot of that. I just you know I didn't want to take away. I wanted our varsity guys yeah. to most reps and and all this stuff, but um. You know, there there were several years in a row where I had one day a week, I think it was on Wednesdays, we went against our freshman boys team with our varsity. And that was a breath of fresh air. And we did that, gosh, we did that many years at Canyon. But I hate to say this, I we got a kid hurt. And so we haven't gone back to that since. Uh, she was she probably was trying to do a little bit too much against superior speed and and uh, hurt a knee and so that that, that was, was going to be my next three question. years ago that was three years ago probably well i would say it was good going against those boys because they're more athletic they're yeah. faster block shots they steal passes they made us have to be more 
fundamentally sound. I yeah. or I or I thought so. And then also you like I like to train in a little bit of adversity. I like to train five versus six sometimes or five versus seven even or put seven or eight JV kids out there and go against my five, let them press this, you know. I mean, yeah. I think it's good. So the boys thing was a little bit in, in adversity. And like I said, I did it for Kyle 10 or 15 years in a row until we had that one thing. And so that left a bad taste in our mouth. We haven't gone back and done that again. But uh, uh, I thought that was a little bit of change of pace. That was really good. Hey, let me say this. We're, we're kind of getting to workouts now, Mark. But let me say this in workouts. One thing that I thought was really good is on Wednesdays, I, I, and I, I'm a big Bill Self guy, but on Wednesdays, we like to uh, spend 15, 10 or 15 minutes on boxing one, triangle and two, tandem and three, and kind of jump defense and maybe offense against that. And uh, so that was 15 minutes a week, 10 or 15 minutes a week. And there were many times throughout my career where we had to go to just a little bit of jump for just a couple minutes, paid off. So, so you, little, you used those. You there. felt like you felt like occasionally you used those in spots, and it helped a ton. Yeah, maybe it was after a timeout, but or maybe it was just there was a. I can think back of a couple particular games where we just couldn't stop somebody, and they had some stud players. And we had to go to triangle and two and won the game for us. And we really hadn't worked on it very much. So I'm a big believer in plan A, plan B, and maybe <laughs> even plan C. You don't spend much time on plan C. I don't, and I probably didn't spend enough time on plan B. It was, it was half court man defense, but there's times that zone on plan B helped yeah. us and that tandem and three. Uh, or triangle and two box and one thing helped us, you know. So, just 10 or 15 minutes. I know your time is precious, but uh, we did that on Wednesdays during the season only. We didn't work on that on the off season, or but just on Wednesdays, about 10 or 15 minutes. And nice to have those in your tool belt, like you said. If they're they're that guy is uh, players in rhythm, you call a timeout or there's a break, it's a quarter. Yeah. Hey, let's just change up the feel a little bit because we we three and a half years ago we prior, we went to a, a pressure three two always been a man to man guy like you went to a pressure three two fell in love with it great for our kids gave us an identity on the defensive end finally but I've I struggle with adjusting I'm more Jason Garrett which is process this is what we're gonna do and and people in DFW hated him for it <laughs> but I. I how did you deal with adjusting in games? Yeah. Well, so you, I mean, you, you have to go through those things in practice, in my opinion. So you have to prepare your practices to, for any type of thing. So we constantly were going up against different things and making it a little bit adverse and chaotic. And uh, so once you got to a game and, you know, things didn't go quite the way you thought they were going to go, you, Hey, we practiced this. You remember, we we worked on this type of stuff. So uh, I never will forget a game back in early in my career. <laughs> we were playing, uh, I think it was Littlefield, Texas, and uh, we had the ball for the last shot. 
called timeout. Come over here, come over here. I drew up a brand new play. <laughs> you know, I never had showed them. Oh, well, we go out to run this thing. I thought it was amazing. Probably the Chicago Bulls had run it that night before. So I still had in my brain. Well, we forgot to tell them how to get it inbound. So we got a five <laughs> second call. <laughs> hey, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Did you own that one? Or were you like the I coach that, that throws the that, clipboard that is, and gets mad at the players for that? That was my fault. That was, yeah. it was, yeah, when we ever tried to do now, there was a couple of times I had a guy named Johnny Hampton as a longtime assistant coach with me. And we, we had a lot of, we thought alike and we, we were, we were a good team. He probably assistant coach for 25 years. Oh, wow. We're playing a uh, team in the state championship game and they go triangle and two on us. I didn't think we had anybody that good to even merit that, (laughs) but they they were triangle two. And then it got to be – they did it in the second quarter, so got halftime. We had a few minutes to kind of come up, and Johnny came up with a simple little thing we had not worked on that worked. <laughs> but normally that stuff doesn't work if you haven't practiced it. And so uh, so anyway, but this one particular time it worked, and we kind of got them – you know, the triangle two ended up being their second defense. You know, sometimes – you score a couple times, get a couple easy buckets, and they're out of it again. So I can't remember your question. Just adjusting during during yeah. games. Because yeah. uh, Dick DeVenzio, the founder of PGC, is one of <laughs> – I went to PGC as a high school player twice under Dick and then got to direct for them for five years. So his books and his ideas I'm, I'm really fond of. And I was, I'm actually going through – uh, one of his, one yeah, I remember his books. Saying books. I think yeah. I read some. Of uh, run it, run in the show. Like I'm going through this right now, and and he literally talks. He talk. Uh, he he laughs about how commentators will talk about halftime adjustments that coaches make, and he said he said majority of the time they're doing the exact same thing. They're just doing it the way they're supposed to do it. With and he says he says with more effort and with more energy, but yeah. but people come and say, "Well, what a great adjustment at halftime!" Oh, Whatever yeah. you did, and I thought that like, man, I don't I don't think we did anything really different because we're pretty simple. But yeah. I but I, but I'm wondering if that is a part of the game that I need to get better at or evolve in is those in game adjustments. I just didn't know if you had any yeah. uh, pointers there. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think. Again, if you're going to win the game, 95% of it's because what you do in practice, maybe 5% or less is your adjustments during the game. Uh, but like I said, if you work, if you practice those adjustments, then it's just, hey, that's who we are. We can we can adjust easily. Look, look, girls, how we we did this in practice and we did this. And hey, this is nothing. I mean, we've seen tougher things than this and what we did in practice. So, but I, you know, you said I have an assistant coach, maybe I may have one watching the offense, one watching the defense of the opponent, or that's what I used to do when I could. And, uh, and so I got, I, I usually got good feedback with my assistant coaches really involved them in that regard. 
but I think you can overdo it if you if you're just doing it to do it. I mean, if you're yeah. playing, if you're playing well, I don't. Even, I usually don't even like to sub. I want to if we're playing really well. I, I just want to roll with it. Okay, and so if we are playing them well in our half court defense, why do we think I have to come out and press then and give them something? Maybe give them something easy. So, but if the game is ebb and flow back and forth and nobody's getting momentum maybe you making that adjustment that you're talking about and maybe so you you take a little bit of a risk there but um you know I, that's another thing what we've already talked about once i once i quit putting pressure on myself uh like everything was this uh, so important and once i got over the uh, when I once I go over the fear of losing okay and that's about the same time I made my little adjustment on making an impact on players once I go over the fear of losing to me that before maybe it filtered to the players they may have got that too from me and so you have to be careful with you know that those sort of things and uh when you don't have that fear of losing then you don't mind going ahead if you need to make a an adjustment during a game. Hey, I'm I'm good with it because the worst thing can happen is we lose the game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so you have to understand that's gonna that's part of the coaching. You know, you're gonna uh, have you know that's just part of coaching. That's the way it goes. But you're gonna do what you in the moment you think is the best thing for your team, and uh, so I mean that can be anything. I like like we said. I mean you can run seven different presses and i mean you can you can do you can win a lot of different ways but uh my best teams didn't beat themselves they didn't turn it over you know they uh and so when you beat yourself then it doesn't really matter who you're playing so but to be my bet to be our best we had a we had to hang in the game against superior teams and there were some years where I, I I felt like we were the best team, but there were a lot of years I felt like we were not the best team, but we could still win. Hmm. And so, you know, uh, just by the preparation that they do and confidence that they build through the season, and um, you know, I don't know some guys, the Bill Belichick's, okay like to take away whatever you do best they like to take away that number one thing and so you have to prepare for that if you have a stud guard what happens if they come out and trap or what are you going to do yeah so prepare for that and prepare your player for that if you got a great post player and they front and back or they double team your post player what are you going to do so you know you have to that's why you those adjustments you make during that they can do, you do it during practice. We, we used to start out in practice uh, early in the year. One day would be a man day, or the next day would be a zone day. And on those zone days, we'd run half-court presses, full-court presses, two, three zones on, you know, so we would do that where we had a full day of zone stuff. And then the next day we would be man, where we would run and jump and do things out of a man stuff. And so – in preseason, we kind of helped with our preparation on hmm. seeing all that different type of stuff that we might see uh, in a ball game. 
And uh, they didn't have to execute uh, the other team's defense that well, but they just had to offensively go against it. Yeah. So if you came out through some different stuff at me, hey, we've, we've already <laughs> run this. You know, <laughs> we, we, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Don't, don't panic. And sometimes they will, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so adjustments are overrated, but you do make some during the game. Uh, I think this, I think if you <laughs> – I've seen it happen. Like that team ran a triangle two against us. If they would have waited to the second half, it'd been more effective. But because we had time at halftime to talk about it, draw some things up, we were able to. Yeah, the timing of your adjustments is huge. I, I really, I think if you want to go to that amoeba defense, that amoeba zone, and that's not your, you might consider waiting till the third quarter to try that. Yeah, or it gets you a little momentum, and then you can still go back to what you do best. If that's, that's an example. So good. Uh, it's hard to make an adjustment though for the other team. If you don't, if you wait till the second half. So you gotta be pretty good to do that. But I know those adjustments work a lot better. If, uh, if you can hold off on that hmm. surprise defense. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.